Hello, everybody. Welcome to Not So Molly Mormon podcast. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Not So Molly Mormon. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. And we have a special guest back on the show. Which is why I'm giggling. Sorry. It's <laughs> who you guys requested. It's Jay. Hi, Jay. <laughs> I was distracted back. by the tabernacle organ there at the beginning. <laughs> I know. Isn't it lovely? I I tell everyone sometimes on the show, I whip out my organ and I just play that before every time, every time we start. Play the shit out of it. (laughs) So much talent I have. I tell you. Yes. It just makes me think of Jay and I have a mutual friend and um, she was playing the organ for the church, but like she's not an organ player. Like she, yeah. she can play, yeah. but she yeah. didn't like study it or anything like that. But she would always talk about having to practice and play the organ each Sunday. And Jay would say that the tabernacle, the tabernacle, <laughs> <laughs> she's the new tabernacle, tabernacle organist of yeah. Berlin. <laughs> so good. Oh man. Um, I guess we can get announcements out of the way to begin before we have our special guests <coughs> go into all the details. Um, I'm trying to think. Katie, on my side, the only thing... Oh, we have a new Patreon, which is very lovely. So oh, we do? Yeah, we do. And she sent us a really cool email as well, so we'll get around to responding to that. But Oh, hey, great. New... Uh, let me look it up because I'm not prepared and I'm never prepared. Lindsay... <laughs> Lindy, thanks. Thank you so much. Also, we've officially reached 2,500 followers on Instagram, which is exciting. Yeah, and we've reached 80,000 like total downloads for our podcast platform. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I was. I was going to tell you this. Um, last time Jay was on the show, we had just barely reached a thousand downloads. No. And, yeah. And so we've grown quite a bit since you were last on. That's great. Yeah. Congratulations. You think? Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. You betcha. <laughs> oh, you betcha. <laughs> oh, I apologize in advance. I'm going to have lots of church giggles today because it just happens. Yeah. It'll happen. Um, yeah, that's exciting. I don't think I have anything else to announce other than thanks, as always, for the emails. And we've, we've gotten a, quite a few new emails as well, like um, and Instagram messages that Katie, I think, has responded to most of them because, you know, she's on <laughs> shit. I'm never on top of shit. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Katie, do you have anything else? Um, no, just uh, echo what you said. Thank you to everybody. And I also, <laughs> I've been slightly slacking on reading stories in the mini episodes, but I'm going to get catch up, caught up, not catched up. <laughs> I'm going to get catch up. I'm going to get catched catch up. up. Catch up. Um, no, I'm, I'm going to get caught up real soon, I promise. So just keep your eye out uh, for your mini-sode if you've written into us. It'll be up soon. Cool. Well, guys, I have very sad news to announce. Jay is leaving Berlin. Boo. Boo. Boo, you whore. Probably good for Jay. I I guess we'll hear his story, but bad for Sarah. That's what I keep trying to tell myself. Like, oh, you should be, like, happy for him next chapter. But really, I'm just selfish, and I'm not okay with it. Yeah. So there's that. So that's unfortunate news. But we have him on the show today. Well, it's bittersweet. Um. 
but I do think it is good for me. Yeah, I good. It, I think it's time to move on and and get into some new things. Mm. Which is kind of our topic today. So obviously, Jay will go into his background and more like explaining <clears throat> the topic itself. But moreover, it's kind of I don't know. Maybe explain it a bit more. Okay, so here's this is what I had in mind, and it it sort of ties in with leaving Berlin and leaving the the career that I've chosen. Mm. And it all goes back to 2006. Okay. Um, the land of yesteryear. The land of yesteryear. <laughs> that's right. And it was quite a year. Oh my God. That's when I went to BYU as well. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so That's when I met you, I think. Yeah. So while y'all were at BYU, I was in rehab. <laughs> 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 so, so there's that. <laughs> so what I want to do is tell you guys a story and I want to hear what the two of you think, but I'm also curious what your listeners think about this because um, I'm still like Brene Brown says, I'm still rumbling with it mm. and I'm not exactly, I'm not exactly sure what to, what to make of it just yet. I know that more will be revealed as I move on with this. Um, but yeah, I'm just curious. Uh-huh. Okay. Because it really, it really relates to sort of the position that I'm in right now as I'm, as I'm preparing to walk away from Europe and uh, my operatic career. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, 2006, I was in rehab. I had a pretty, a a pretty nasty drug and alcohol habit. And uh, I was at my parents' house one morning and during my alcohol and drug years, I'd studied music and I'd also studied psychology, right? Oh, I didn't realize that. Sorry. I did. I didn't know you I did. did. I have a minor in psychology, what? actually. Yeah. That explains so much. <laughs> right. So, does it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, I basically torpedoed my education. You know, I'd, I'd studied both of these um these subjects, but I'd, I had not finished my bachelor's and I was really on the fence about what to do because I was, you know, just getting sober and I was sort of at a, I guess at a fork in the roads. So I needed to decide a direction, right? Well, one morning I was at my parents' house and I was sitting outside smoking a cigarette, drinking my coffee and I was reading a devotional uh, a biblically based devotional book that a girl from rehab had given me. And there was a, uh, a passage in there and it was on June 5th, 2006. And the passage was, it was, the passage was based on Isaiah seven eleven. ask the Lord, your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. Right. Mm-hmm. So I sat there that morning, you know, a few months out of rehab, not really with any prospects of what I wanted to do from that point on. I mean, the only pressure that was really on me at that time was just to stay sober, right? Mm-hmm. And and deal with my uh, legal issues and <laughs> to put it lightly, <laughs> to, to put it lightly, deal with my legal issues and um, and yeah, just sort of start putting things back together, right? So. Uh, there's a lot more to that story, but I think that's enough. 
just the, just that you get the gist of it. Mm-hmm. So I did. I sat there that morning with my cigarette and my coffee, and I prayed, and I asked God for a sign. I was like, what, what, what do you want me to do? Is it music? Is it psychology? Is it something else? What, what direction should I go? And that was my prayer that day. I asked for that sign. And later that day, my mother asked me to go into town and return some library books. So I did. And when I walked into the library, I saw a woman who was my librarian as a child, my librarian as a child from a town over. Right. And I didn't even know she was working there. Anyway, this was a very special lady to me. I used to spend hours at the library with her and she would just she just humored me and showed me all these different books. And we had a great time together. She, in fact, is the person that introduced me to Mozart. Really? Yeah. You know, so she was just a very special lady and a very special lady to me. And so she was there and we exchanged, you know, hello, pleasantries, you know. And um, I wasn't sure if she knew what had happened <laughs> with me because it was it was sort of a local scandal. Um, she didn't know some, you went to spa. Right, right. I didn't know if she knew that I'd been arrested. I didn't know that if she knew that I'd been to rehab. I, mm-hmm. I just was a little like, you know. Yeah. Wasn't sure, but anyway, she didn't she didn't seem to to know what all had gone down, and she asked me that day to open a concert series that she was starting at the library. Uh, And I thought, well, that's my sign. Mm. That's my sign. You know, it, it took me a while. Like I walked out of the library and it was like, I was looking back on it and, you know, this lady from my past is beginning a concert series at, this library and she wants me to open it you know she wants me to start it singing and I took that as my sign okay and that day I quit smoking cigarettes haven't had one since and focused all of my attention on music and you know have followed that to you know Finishing my ma- my bachelor's degree in Mississippi, finishing a master's in music in New York, and then ultimately singing at one of the best houses in Europe, mm-hmm. right? So I had assumed that this was like my divine calling, you know, like this is what God wants me to do, okay? And or the universe, right? And then I've just found it all very unfulfilling. Okay. Very unfulfilling. Like I've worked my ass off and you know, I've, I've, I'm, I'm proud of what I've accomplished, you know, in this, in this field. Um, but I always thought I was like, okay, this is what, you know, the universe wants me to do. This is this divine calling or whatever. So if I just keep working hard and I, achieve this level and if I achieve this level and if I achieve this level then it will all make sense then I'll find some kind of joy in this work and I just haven't you know and and that's a big a huge part of why I've decided to walk away from it and to leave Berlin 
right? Mm. And so where I am with it now is is my idea of what the universe is has changed a bit since 2006 and what God is and what God is to me mm. or higher power, you know, universe, God, higher power, whatever you want to call it, the source, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, yeah. and and it, back then, I my thinking was that this is what God wants me to do. Therefore, it's going to make me happy. Right. And I'm wondering now if it's it's less about what God wants you to do and more about what it is that you want to do and what you ask God to make possible for you. Mm. Right. Like. um. Like if, if I had decided that day to be a psychologist, you know, and to go back and finish my degree in psychology, I think the universe would have provided for me the way it did for a music degree because I believed in it and I poured everything into it and the universe provided, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm curious what your listeners and what you guys think about one of those versus the other Mm -hmm. um because the truth is is that when i went back to finish this music degree i was ignoring these little red flags all along the way you know these these little indicators that was like jay are you sure this is what you want to do or are you sure you want to be an opera singer and i'm like no this is what god wants me to do i have to do this you know, I have to, you know, persevere and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it's it has led me to a life in New York and then to a life in Europe. And I'm incredibly grateful to have had those experiences. And I'm taking a lot of uh, a lot of I mean, all of that's coming with me as I go back to the mm-hmm. States. You know, it's it's not a lost I'm not losing anything. I'm just making a change. But um, yeah, I'm just curious about this divine calling thing versus like what God wants you to do versus what you want to do do and putting your faith in the universe to make that happen. Well, that's a very interesting topic. I mean, (laughs) I think Katie and I will have very different answers and views and I'm sure our listeners will as well and I think that's kind of correct me if I'm wrong part of the beauty of this conversation and dialogue is that you have a very specific way of viewing things I do as well Katie does and that's the whole point you don't need a right or any right. Type yeah. of organized religion or thought process to totally. tell you what to think or believe and and I think for me I'm still figuring out what it is that I believe in but one of the things that stood out for me when you're talking about it and especially this divine calling topic in and of itself, like in Mormonism, you definitely have what's called divine callings. Like it's literally a term that they use quite often. And when you're talking about how you don't regret coming to Europe and how it kind of led you this path and like you've learned a lot and you'll leave from there. I think it's the same for me. Like, Like obviously I no longer believe that, this celestial Jesus told me to go to Utah or to go to Germany. But I do think it was a very strong mixture of me at the time being very religious, but also just wanting to travel. 
like it was part of my passion mm. and my interest that first led me to get out of Georgia, which I was like, great, BYU, that's an opportunity for me. I'll go this route. And then obviously, the more religious I came, I was like, oh, God's telling me to go to Berlin. I don't think now that that's the case, but I do think my passions and my interests, especially in traveling and in Europe, basically made it seem that that was a sign for me you know what I mean like I kind of took it like oh there's this program that's in Berlin that's free and it's my you know my degree or whatever my topic subject and so that must be God's sign to me to go but in reality I think it was me knowing what I wanted and pursuing that and making it happen but at the time I needed that faith-based push you know like if you go Mm -hmm. god will provide the way everything will work out and it did and i've learned a lot and i'm glad i ended up being here but i don't think it's a matter of a sign or god leading you this way or that way or the universe i think it's more of you providing the way like you finding strengths and interests and listening to your gut like you were saying Mm. these red flags that pop up and I think that can occur from anything from you know pressures from friends or family telling you to do something and you just kind of ignoring it or doing your own thing like oh yeah I'm gonna go to Berlin because I don't know I think it's the right thing to do or my family and friends are telling me to go, but it's not really something I want to do. Right. So I'll, I guess like environmental influences. Well, it made sense to me. Yeah. That like I, I, I grew up in a, a religious family, yeah. not not Mormon, but um, Methodist. Right? Methodist. Yeah. And, you know, my mother's a pianist. Yeah. And um, so I started singing in churches <clears throat> from as far back as I can remember. I've been singing in church. Right. Yeah. And have had church jobs all the way through up until I moved uh, to Europe. You know, it's it's just been a way that I've paid my bills. And excuse me. So and you also hear all all along the uh, all along the journey, you know, well, this is this is God's gift to you. You hear this all the time if you're like a musician or. Uh, Or if you have some kind of um, some kind of special skill, you know, people, it's your, yeah. it's your, it's, it's God's given you this talent. You have to use it. And and yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with that. But I, I guess what I've realized here is that, you know, if we're talking about God given talents, there are lots of them. Mm. You know, mm. it's not just one. It's not just singing. I mean, I'm good at other things, you know. And, yeah, I don't know. I could also talk myself into circles on this, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Katie, what do you think? As someone who doesn't believe in the universe or God or higher power, like, what, how would you, if you were in a situation similar to this, what would you, what is your thought process, I guess, on it? Um, I guess, Jay, if I could ask for a little clarification, like, what, I guess, how do you define God or I guess whatever, like the universe that you're talking about? Like, what exactly is that? Well, what it is now to me is not what it was back then. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, what it is to me is uh, I think not to oversimplify it, but I think it's love. Mm. 
Mm. You know, I think that's what's at the bottom of all of it is love. And I think that we're all connected. I think that everybody on this earth is connected. I think we're all one. Okay. And, and I think that like I, I heard someone say this on a I I think it was Brene Brown. I think it was Brene Brown and she said this and it made perfect sense to me that is if there's anyone on this planet that's suffering, then we all suffer. Mm. You know? If you're wow. a refugee in Syria, if you are um you know uh any of these migrants that are flocking to the United States, these are all people that are suffering, yeah. right? And we're all a part of that. We're all connected on some level. And I don't want to get into the, the like quantum physics of all of it and speak about it in academic terms because I can't, I was like, you know, you? I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> it's just, it's just this. I, I feel like, I feel like there's one of us here. So do you still feel like this, the universe that is, you know, the love and the oneness of everybody that that universe, do you still believe that that was a sign that you talked to that lady at the library? Yeah, I think it was. Well, Um, if you don't mind, what, why do you, you know, what makes you still believe that? I mean, what's the, I guess, reasoning or behind that I know that's that's pretty complicated to ask but no um (laughs) I mean I think the universe sends us signs all the time honestly I think that 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 you know it wasn't like this one grand sign that I got that day it was a it was a, a pivotal moment for me yes but I think there have been little signs all along mm. since then and before then. So do you think if you had maybe ignored that, you know, meeting or you hadn't seen it as a sign, if you had done something else with your life or studied something else that your life perhaps would have gone differently or the universe wouldn't have helped you along, you know? I think at that time that the I would have thought that the universe was not going to help me along, that I was going against mm. You know, but see, now I yeah. see it as the universe is here for all of us. The universe is here to help us, regardless if I had chosen music or psychology that day. Mm, yeah. You know, I and and yeah, and I I just I think that like the biggest challenge for me is to quiet my mind enough so that I can listen. And notice these little signs that we get all the time, that I think we get all the time. Would you consider that these signs are more of your own personal, like, I almost said personal revelation, that I was like, nope, (laughs) that's not it. Is that a Mormon term? Yeah, it is. Okay. (laughs) Just moments where you're realizing more about yourself. Because as you said at the end of the day, like, what you believe the universe to be is love. And part of love is self-love and knowing yourself and being self-aware and and also, taking care of yourself and taking care yeah. of yourself and also just learning as much as you possibly can, not just on an academic basis, but just in any way you can possible. And so maybe those signs or thoughts that are in your head are due to the fact that you're proactive about your life and figuring these things out. Or do you think it's also in combination with 
universe. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, I don't mean to be devil's advocate. I'm just... No, no, no. It's not a devil's advocate thing. I do think... Let me read something that I found one time. Intuition is a thought given to you, not a thought you think. Mm. Right? Let me me digest that again. Intuition is a thought given to you, not a thought you think. And I think these these little these signs that I'm talking about are signals from the universe, not necessarily stuff that I'm coming up with on my own. Mm. Does that make sense? I, I'd argue that you're not giving yourself enough credit, <laughs> but that's coming from someone who I don't I don't see evidence for a higher power, and um and I think I just view it differently, and I feel like you've you've done so much for yourself and you're giving a lot of that credit somewhere else. Mm. Um, but that's also me, you know, coming from Mormonism. And so I think I have that skew on it of like, I see it as the words that we're using here could easily be interchanged with the Mormon terms of like Jesus or heavenly father wanting to give me a sign or wanting to bless my life in such and such way. And since I don't believe in that, I feel like, I've had those same thoughts before of like, well, someone says they were blessed by Heavenly Father or not blessed by him. And I feel like that's the same sort of thing with possibly the universe that I I feel anyway that I believe is that a lot of the things that happen are because of us or people around us. Um, but if you believe, yeah, it's so that's why I'm kind of trying to like reframe my mind to to think of it how you're thinking of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a tricky one because, yeah, what you're saying, because I think I'm more aligned with what Katie, her thought process, but again, we're more biased because we have this Mormon background that we, we've had an entire episode on this where you have to pray about every single decision you make in your life and you wait for like a sign from God to tell you that that's right. And it was a lot of this fear that was embedded in us because it was like, oh, if you're not righteous enough, then you won't receive the sign. And so maybe you'll make a wrong decision and then you'll never go to the temple and you won't get married and find your eternal companion and blah, 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 blah. So it's always like every decision you make, it was very much ingrained that you had to pray and study and wait for the sign where now I understand it as I can just make my own decisions and work towards that. And basically, maybe my viewpoint of the universe in this situation is not that I wait for a sign, maybe, but it's, I think, as if you're using the universe is interchangeable with love, it's more of like just putting out good energy and vibes into the world instead of walking around like an asshole and like, you know, <laughs> breaking someone's legs and, you know, stealing this and that, but then also expecting to achieve my dreams. Like, I, I think... For me, it sounds almost like <laughs> the things I've seen, like cheesy movies that talk about witchcraft, but how it's always like a balance. Like if you take something, you have to give something. And so that's kind of how I think I view it is if I'm trying to get help from the universe and I need to be actively putting something out there as well. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, it's kindness. It's yeah, generosity. Exactly. It's, it's being grateful. It's gratitude. It's, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and just ha- having like a sense of more of a community that's just helping each other and without any sort of higher being, but just more of this idea of love and just like people 
wanting to help each other. Mm. Even though that's not going to always happen, that's a very idealistic view that everyone's going to be nice and kind and help. But I think if you're doing your part, then it, I don't know, I think it's just a mentality almost that kind of helps the positivity to reach your goals and to figure out what it is that you want to do. Yeah. But maybe I'm naive in that way of thinking, but because I'm kind of in between Katie and, and you, Jay, like you're opinions I haven't really figured out a hundred percent what it is that I believe in but I'm also more on the side of when it comes to making big decisions like this I don't think there's actually going to be a sign given to you but more of you make that decision on your intelligence your intuition like all of these things that and your interests, your passions, and then it's just about working hard to achieve it. Well, yeah, I think that where I am right now, and and to get back to what you said, Katie, I think that where I am right now is is a reality that I have co-created, mm. right? And and I have worked hard, and yeah. and I am proud of this series of accomplishments. You know, I mean, I I have a master's degree. I went from, you know, a a junkie in Mississippi, you know, to, you know, this amazing house here in Europe and have a job that was mine for life if I wanted it, Mm. you know, so I'm very proud of that. I'm very grateful for that. (laughs) Grateful is more, grateful is the more like the word that I would rather use than proud. Um, I am (laughs) very grateful for that, but I've also found it incredibly unfulfilling (laughs) you know (laughs) like um and uh and yeah i i think that's part of where i am right now is that i'm ready to co-create a different reality you know and co-create a different reality i feel like i'm oprah constantly repeating the quote (laughs) in her podcast like let me just let me just say that quote one more time to get it but excuse me so what would you say like maybe define that a bit more i was gonna say so by co-creating does that mean you and the universe or yeah yeah I can see Katie already like rolling. Katie's her like, eyes, no, like... I mean, I just, <laughs> I'm not rolling my eyes. Um, I just, I guess, um, I, obviously, as we've said a million times, everyone has the right to believe whatever they want. But, um, yeah, for me, I don't believe in any sort of force or higher power or like right. cosmic energy that would that interferes or helps or changes people's lives because I don't, if that was the case, I see too much, too many problematic situations in the world that aren't being helped, especially things like when really good people tragically die in car accidents or get cancer or children starve to death. I, and they've been doing good things, but then this universe or karmic energy or whatever didn't come back around to help their life, even if they were already putting good out into the world. So to me, it's uh, it's just, I think, a different way of thinking that I just don't, I don't see any reason to accept the reality of a higher power. And so <laughs> um, 
that's totally cool if people do, but I, yeah, I know that's why my, my responses have been a little bit jagged because I'm not quite sure what to say in response to something that I don't believe in. <laughs> no, but I think that's fair enough. And I think what we talked totally. about before this episode even started is that I think it'll be great for people listening to kind of find their own groove in this, you know, like Jay yeah, has sure. point of view like you do and I as well. And like, there's going to be so many different possibilities and I'm excited yeah. actually to hear the listener's response to it as well, because maybe they come up with something that none of us even discussed today that would help maybe Jay mm. or me or you, Katie, um, mm. see things even a different way. And also I think it's, yeah, I think it's an important thing to highlight that Jay's not coming from a Mormon background. Katie, you and I do, most of the people listening, we do, but we all experience these big changes in life. Whether oh, yeah. leaving the Mormon church or leaving a really great career and life in Berlin to go back to the States and have no idea what you're doing next type thing. Ugh. I think everyone can relate on that level. Like it may not be, you know, a religion thing or whatever, but just going through something that's a big change and not knowing the future, like not having a concrete plan of what's next and feeling secure that that's 100% what you're supposed to be doing. Because I think that's something that everyone can relate to. Like, I've never in my life felt 100% that I was making the best decision I could possibly mm. make. I've always felt, you know, maybe I felt like 90% or whatever. And I'm being that person who's using percentages. And Jay and I always tease people who do that. 200%. 200%. 200% committed. percent. <laughs> But I think it's like you you feel pretty secure about it, but there's always that little part of like what if. Well, you, you know? know, honestly, I've been I've been on the fence about leaving for two years, yeah. like like mm. like solidly on the fence for two years, and even before that, I was you know like is this is this what I want? Is this what I want? And uh, and you know. I understand how you feel, Katie, but I told the universe exactly what I wanted, and that is exactly what I got. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, maybe I should have been more specific with the universe and said, I want this plus this, mm-hmm. right? But what I, I got what I asked for. And I, I have a question about about that, because like, it's kind of like the law of attraction, right? Well, that's yeah. exactly. exactly that. I'm, I'm interested in... Um, how so the universe do you think that if anybody asks the universe for something that it happens or well, how does it how does that the mechanics I've read a few that? I've read a few books on this in the last year okay and I am no expert by any means well get off the show because we're both right, experts. We, are we all know absolute everything scholars yeah <laughs> what I'm where I am with it right now is that you tell the universe what it is that you want. And if it's something that's for the greater good and you believe that it will happen, then it will. But you have to get out of the way and allow the universe to work, which is the tricky part, mm. right? Because we want to get in there. We want to get our hands dirty, roll up our sleeves and manipulate the shit out of it, right? And make it happen and make it work. But the idea of 
my understanding as of yet about manifesting in the law of attraction is that you say what you want and forget about it and believe that it will happen and then it will like <clears throat> when I um this is just an example but when I was I was living in this other apartment on the other side of Berlin and this was before I'd uh, I'd gotten this job that I have now I was running out of money. I was running out of auditions. I was running out of options, right? I wasn't ready to leave Europe yet, but I said there one day, I said, God, I want to be a singer in Berlin. I want to make my living as a singer in Berlin. If I cannot do that, then I will gladly go back to the States, right? And that is exactly what I got. In that moment, I said what I wanted and I let go of it and it came to pass, you know, um, but, um, this sounds a lot like to me, it sounds like prayer. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I find interesting because every, you know, every religion has their version of it, or I guess a religion or spiritual view has their version of prayer and each one of them believe that their version is, the one that is like, I guess, the most direct line to God yeah, or and the I don't universe. think that at all. I think I have my little system. I have what <laughs> I, you know what I mean? I have my meditation. I have my prayer. And that's, it's mine. It's, it's what I've developed over the years. And, and that's, that's my thing. But I also want it to evolve and to grow. And, and, you know, and become more inclusive. Mm -hmm. I right? think also if you, I, I, for me, I'm finding all these connections and I'm like, ah, oh, or I'm also replacing certain words <laughs> to work for someone who isn't religious or who doesn't believe in a universe or a higher being, because it's more of like what you said in that apartment that day, I would interpret as, manifesting like self-manifesting sure I, that's like, that, that was my thing is yeah. that yeah like i was i was doing this manifesting thing before i even know what the hell manifesting yeah. was right yeah. i didn't know that that's what i was doing i was just praying mm -hmm. <clears throat> and the thing is is that i pray every day i meditate every day mm -hmm. and and sometimes multiple times throughout the day um and a lot of that is just to quiet my mind do you think that um, good things would stop manifesting if you didn't continue praying? Oh, good question. Gary. I think that for me, we all have that that ticker tape of thought that's this nonstop uh, like voice in our heads. Mm. We all have it. And sometimes it's telling you that you're not good enough. Sometimes it's telling you you're fat or this person thinks this about me. Or um, a lot of times it's telling you, you know, to be scared of things that have not happened yet. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's telling this. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fail this test. I'm going to lose my relationship. Blah, blah, all this, all this stuff that's just constantly going in there. And for me. Meditating and praying keeps that quiet or keeps it more quiet. And I think 
I think that the law of attraction is greatly aided by the level of quietness that I can create in my mind. Ah, so I think it's, wow, okay. So again, I'm trying to connect this with all of the, the listeners, I think, that will partake in this episode. But for me, it's meditation is a key thing, which has nothing to do with any type of religion or higher being. Yeah. And I'm not taking that away from you. No, I don't uh, consider myself religious at all. No, 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 no. And I'm, you know? You know, I'm not trying to discredit your belief in a higher mm-hmm. being. Mm-hmm. I just think for me, like, as I'm thinking about it, like, oh, that... That for me equals taking time to just deal with my anxiety and stress in a healthy way, as in meditation and what you always tell me to do, which is me bitching and going off the rail at Jay. And then he just says, have, have you meditated today? Like what? what and the answer on? is what? Always. No. I know, but I need to. <laughs> <laughs> always. And to me, it's, it's not praying. Like I don't sit down and pray, but it's just being quiet and telling myself that you know what, I got this, I know what my priorities are, I know what my skills are, I know what I can do, what I can't possibly do, and the things that I can't do, that's okay. Like, it's not going to make me a worse person than I, I'm not going to die, I'm not going to blah, 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 like all those extreme worst case scenarios that I have running around in my head are quiet, like they just, you know, I'm able to quiet them for a second and focus just on the things I'm actually able to do and that are important at that moment, which is usually nothing urgent. Like it's just things that I need to manage Mm. and to be quiet and to be still. Well, right. And the thing is, the thing is, Oh, I just lost what I was going to say. Oh, (laughs) damn. Um, I, I was going to say I, for me, I, I meditate, but it's very much a different thing. Uh, it's similar to what Sarah was saying, but I think there's quite a bit of difference for me personally between sitting with your, emotions and managing your mental health and your anxiety with meditation versus um, asking a higher power for help with something and hoping for a physical type of reward from a supernatural uh, source. So, um, but I I see what you mean, how the the quietness of your mind is very beneficial. Um, I just, to me, it's the meditation and the prayer are are different yeah and of course and you know i i feel like my little system is combining them yeah and i think if that's what works for you then i think that's the beauty sure of, of being able to have this freedom to do whatever it is that you want to believe in without having someone telling you like, right like me and katie sitting here being like jay your way is not the right way no and <laughs> You know what I mean? But I don't I think, feel that way. And I, I think that's the, one of the reasons why we even created this podcast in the first place is that, yeah, Kitty and I have very specific experiences dealing with the Mormon church, but the idea is to create a community and a safe space for people to talk about their experiences and traumas and everything like that related to the Mormon church, but also people who didn't even experience that, but are just handling th- life the best way they can in their own methods. Right of dealing with that, which I've learned a lot from even the emails that we've gotten in or just like experiences where I'm like, Oh yeah, I wouldn't have even considered that Mm. or that works for them. That's great. But I'm going to stick to me in my way. You know what I mean? But also, yeah, just not having celestial Jesus tell you. Yeah. Like, like I am an, 
I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict. There's certain things that I have to do to function, you know, and for me, prayer meditation is essential. It's also essential for me to go to 12 step meetings. You know, I, for me, it can't be one without any of the other. It has to be a combination of all of those things. And, um, you know, when I, let go of meditation, when I let go of prayer, when I let go of 12-step meetings, I'm fucking crazy. You know, I'm out of my mind. Mm -hmm. And the combination of those things coming together keeps me, I think, sane. Yeah. You know, so, you know, regardless of what you feel, Sarah, or for what Mm -hmm. you feel, Katie, this is is my deal. And I think that's the, that's the beauty of it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, I, like I said, I grew up in a religious household, but I also had parents that didn't say you have to do this, you know, and gave me give me a a list with boxes to check, you know, or some kind of formula for happiness. It it was never that way. Um, And it's been about, you know, asking questions and reading books. And figuring out what works for me, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, the truth is, is that where I am right now, I feel pretty great about. I'm about to walk back into a shit show of of politics in oh. the United States. Oh, you God. Know, it's a total <laughs> shit show. It's a, it's a disgrace. Welcome yeah. back. Oh, you know, <laughs> but the thing is, is that what I do know, and I've reached this point through this prayer meditation and 12 stepping is that where I need to be right now is not here. Oh. You know, I need to be with family mm-hmm. and I need to do something else for my, to make a living, you know, yeah. Yeah. that's all I know right now. And that I'm taking a plane in a week, Yeah. a week from today, a week from today. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, and I feel good about that. And I feel like I feel good about it because I pray and I meditate and I go to 12 step meetings. <laughs> because if I weren't doing all of those things, I might just hold on to this job and white knuckle this job because it's a secure job for life and be miserable. miserable. Yep. You know? Yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of, I hate that I keep saying, I think. I think. Well, do you think? <laughs> do I? Do you? Do I actually? I don't know. I don't know. Um, one of the, the best things that, ugh, I hate giving compliments to Jay, it just makes me very uncomfortable. Oh! Um, <laughs> but throughout my entire process, and if anyone has listened as far back as episode 15 when Jay was first on, I was talking about this because leaving the Mormon church was a very, my, my big change, kind of similar to what you're experiencing of going home, not on the same level, but just a big decision to make and lots of what ifs and no. figuring things out, not feeling a hundred percent secure on every single decision I was making, just very unsure. And it was Jay that helped me through that entire process, but never once said, okay, you, you left the Mormon church. Now let's like, I want you to do it my way. Like this is the a religion for you in that one sense, or like, I believe in a higher being or this. And so I'm going to influence you. It was more of just talking me through the whole situation and helping me come to these decisions on my own, Mm. which is something that I never did before. I never worked things through on my own, 
figured out things, like discussed things openly, talked about my mental health, talked about my emotions, talked about all the fears that I had and worked through them, or actually expressed gratitude in a way that wasn't just a ritual that I had to do in the Mormon church. Like it was actually thinking about things in my life that I was grateful for day by day. And I think the biggest part for me is being able to work through those those situations and decisions on my own without relying on a higher being actually and that's something that you helped me do tremendously and so much to the fact that even the last time I panic messaged Jay in London about something in particular I didn't even read his messages but I had already come to the same conclusion that he sent me and I was like oh my god hey Five, six years later, I'm finally able to understand and work things out on my own and have the same answer that Jay gives me without me knowing. Like until reading it later, be like, oh my God, I think I've finally kind of figured out how to handle situations on my own without Mm. relying on either religion or in between that space it was jay i think like working like being like let me write messages for you let me yeah on your back. yeah 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 i did that <laughs> i responded to boys messages because what she was writing was not good <laughs> oh boy like, I would just hand Jay my phone and be like, oh, can you just respond to Could this? Could you just, and yeah, I'd be like, yeah, girl. Or I'd, I'd write something in a memo and have to copy and paste it and send it to her. Yeah, you know? every time. Every time. <laughs> Guys, that was a struggle. Struggle. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have much else to say on that. I, I just, well, thanks, Jay. No, I'm just, I, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm the most smartest. <laughs> <laughs> Love that movie. Um, uh, I'm just curious. Yeah, know? I think it'll be really great conversation starter, especially for, I mean, something once we post this episode, maybe we can get a, a Q&A session going of just people sending in their, their thoughts on this episode. Because I would be very curious to hear other opinions as well, because, you know, obviously we all three have stated ours, but maybe there's something out there that... I never even considered or I don't know. I just think it'd be good for you as well. Only because you're the only one who needs help. And Katie, honestly, I, I, I understand exactly where you, where you're coming from in, in everything that you said. I get it. Mm. Um, it's just like, like there was this nun, uh, that was doing, giving somebody, I can't remember what her capacity was in an AA meeting in New York. And somebody asked her about God or blah, blah, blah. And she just said, it's, it's a mystery that I choose to embrace. Mm. And, and that's kind of what it is to me. It's a mystery. I mean, I have some ideas about what higher power is to me, but ultimately it's a mystery. I don't know. You know, I think I that's know. lovely that you can say, I don't know, because lots of spiritual or religious people that we, encounter or I encounter I guess they they claim absolute knowledge and truth when you know the truth is that no one knows that's right (laughs) that's right and that's that's the most important thing for if anybody gets if for anybody to who's listening to hear me say is that I don't know you know I and I don't make any claims to know it's a mystery that I choose to embrace and 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 
and do my best to never do any harm with with that mystery, you know, in the way that I allow it to manifest in my life. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's about kindness. It's about love. It's about being good to each other for me. And I also don't think that you have to have a higher power in order to do those things. Right. You know, I I just don't believe that. No. You know, so (gasps) that's my story and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is such a good episode. I'm so happy we could have you back on before your big move. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I know our listeners will be very happy that you join us today and they could hear your your voice. My I... experience, strength, and hope. <laughs> happy shout out to one of the, the listeners. It made me giggle when she said, I don't care, he could read a phone book and I would be happy. <laughs> so, that smooth voice. I'll take, yeah. I'll take if it. If I had a phone book, because no one in 2020 does. I would no. have had like you start from the beginning. Don't you miss home it. books? I do. I love a good home book. You know, I was at a bar in Mississippi one night and everybody was, I was bartending and everybody was gone. And a friend of mine were there by ourselves and we'd locked the place up and we were still drinking and we were going to roll a joint and couldn't find any rolling papers, girl. So we rolled a joint out of home book paper. Oh my God. <laughs> That's epic. It was. It uh, was. I feel like that should be the name of the episode. Phone book joint. Phone book oh, papers. Yeah. Phone book. It's perfect. Also, I'm writing it down now. I also think that that was the night that I stood on the bar and stuck my head in the ceiling fan. <gasps> I think... Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think that was the same night. I mean, I'm going to do another poll and just ask listeners if they would just want an entire episode of Jay's stories. Listen. Before rehab, Jay's stories <laughs> oh my are gosh. my favorite. <laughs> you know what's bad is that there's some pretty sticky stories after rehab, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need to just start your own podcast and tell a story a week. <laughs> I want to, like, start a podcast of of alcoholic war stories, you know. I think that would be brilliant. Like you'd have so many. <laughs> All right, you guys. I think that's it. Unless Katie has any last wise words. No, that's it. But listeners, make sure you write us and tell us what you think about this episode and what you believe and where you land on the scale. Cause we all really do. We all very, are very interested in hearing from you guys. So Absolutely. make sure you yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's it. A lovely review and rate us and um yeah, keep supporting us. That'd be nice. And if there are any cute single guys out there who have disposable income, <laughs> then let me know. <laughs> then let me know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and on that note <laughs> 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 Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.